0: Guys, this is the Anime Cast. For this episode, let's address the elephant in the room:
1: Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan is definitely the hugest anime right now, at the time of recording this, at least.
0: Let's, uh, Sasha, why don't you address what you like about
1: it first? yep Before, Okay. Um, yeah. So, coming to the main crux of Attack on Titan, um, we thought it was really cool that. Um, the whole anime made such big news in the first place. Let's just agree on the fact that oh, yeah. it has some amazing animation. That we'll get is that. true.
0: That is absolutely true. I think, uh, the, apart from the five year hiatus that they took in between, <laughs> but I think it absolutely picked up all of its fans right back on. Yep. And, uh, fun fact, <laughs> as usual, fun fact. Uh, Professor so, Oak moment. <laughs> yeah, Professor Oak moment. Uh, so. Attack on uh, Hajime Isayama actually had uh, uh, had taken Attack on Titan to my favorite uh, weekly publishing uh, Shonen Jump. So apparently it was turned down because there's too much gore in it, and he didn't want to change the story. So he went to that uh, com- competitor Kodansha and got it published. And now anime, I mean Shonen Jump, is having a moment. Uh-huh. But then, as usual, I trust them. I, I, I'm on board with them still.
1: If it's not clear enough already, uh, Professor Oak is a huge fan of Shonen Jump.
0: I am. I'm, I'm a huge fan.
1: Okay, but uh, talking about more on the point that it was able to uh, pick the fans back up even after the hiatus. Yes. Uh, considering that is the case, you know that the story has something that everyone wants to keep coming back to. Right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I have
0: to agree that. Like, I think it subverted all the expectations from the beginning. Yep. And, I mean, when I first watched it in season one, I actually liked it because I was a preppy teen that time. But, like, when I rewatched it uh, uh, before season two, I just felt like, oh my god, this is pretty boring <laughs> but i i honestly the the way i expected the uh, story to play out i really expected some really stupid motivations to come up uh, later in the you know
1: series but it totally supported all of those expectations so okay also i think it's important to note that this will be a completely spoiler free uh, podcast episode Uh, for the anime watchers we will be discussing about several themes that come up until season 4 part 1 completely but as for but we're not going to be spoiling anything from the manga so don't worry Uh, and for people who haven't uh, caught up on attack on titan the anime please do expect spoilers from the anime so yes absolutely
0: Because how do you talk about Attack on Titan without spoilers? Come on. (laughs) Yeah, so you tell me which part of it do you really like.
1: Yeah, so there is something about the plot that kept people coming back to this. So I just wanted to uh, emphasize on that whole thing, about the whole plot of uh, Attack on Titan that made it the big phenomenon that it is. And what really personally caught me was the fact that um, each each season had this... uh, Theme, you know, like uh, first, even with the change in the MC, um, Eren himself has different qual- qualities and characteristics each season, which is a reflection of the plot line itself, right? The, uh, the plot theme changes upon each season, and I thought that re- that's really cool. It's making it a very dynamic anime that people can follow, you know. What do you think? I'll come. Out, I'll come clean right now <laughs> that I didn't watch all of it um, <laughs> because I
0: thought it was insufferable. And the reason why I don't like it is it's really not my thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't like anime which have no hope, and I think attack on titan takes that to the extent like i don't like i I like to see some hope you know even if it's in a bad i mean it's in a dystopian setting i really do like to see some hope and it's just here the hope is just erin just yelling you know and i don't know for me I, i also one more thing especially when i went into season two i just feel like the director is just spent 5 minutes of every episode i think they scheduled in 5 minutes of every episode to have random people getting killed uh-huh. that are pretty pointless because you don't even know their names or even if you know their names they'll get, they'll you literally learned them like 1 second ago and they just died right now uh-huh. and in the most brutal way possible right. and i don't find that entertaining at all right. like like some of the scenes i definitely understand that you like you need to drag it on for the like uh, especially pa- the first episode the very first episode when erin's mother gets brutally murdered and that's a very touching scene and i think it was handled very well i absolutely agree with that but after that it just ha- it just kept happening to random people again and again and again yeah, and again yeah. And i, I feel like
1: uh, even the storyline um... It had a lot of interesting characters who kept dying, like you mentioned, you know, you just got to know about them, you barely got the uh, barely got the chance to make an association with them, uh, like five minutes ago. And then uh, when you start liking them, I mean, you lose the hope that you should be investing in these characters, you know. What
0: well, I legit don't even remember those character names apart from the usual Erin, Levi, Vikasa, Armin. Like uh, I don't even remember their names. Yeah, because at some
1: point you just give up. At uh, exactly a that.
0: I didn't. I felt like this is an anime where remembering their names will will do me no good because they'll probably die the next episode. But also, they really did not have any characteristics that really stood out. The only thing, I, the only side characters which I remember who had a personality was Sasha. Sasha. Sasha.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but
0: yeah, I mean, honestly, I felt like they didn't have strong personalities. What do you think about
1: that? Right. Uh, I think there were interesting tangents that they could have taken. But I think Isayama was uh, hellbent on keeping it short or like keeping it very story driven i
0: think he kept it very story driven
1: right right which is why i
0: like i agree the story is amazing i don't i don't necessarily want to consume it through the anime I'd rather, you know, either read the manga, which is also a lot of effort, but, or just read about it online. People make, you know,
1: podcasts and YouTube videos about it. I'd rather, I'd rather look at those. Yep. Because... Actually, yeah, shout out to all the creators who are talking about Attack on Titan, you know, doing an amazing job.
0: Exactly. Uh, filling me in so I don't have to sit through five minutes of killing, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah. I uh, actually uh, did watch a lot of, se- all the seasons, like Oak mentioned, um, there were parts of uh, season 2 that I found insufferable as well but I did sit through all of them Yeah, so. I didn't sit through them <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I can say for sure that season 1 had d- drove home the fact right yeah I mean it, it did its work yeah. I mean its job was to like sell the people
0: from episode 1 and it did that yeah. absolutely and properly. there was
1: no shortcoming in terms of storyline anywhere in s- season 1 I, I mean I feel
0: like it gets really boring in the middle sometime like honestly I do because okay I, it, they really drag home, like you know, the whole uh, oh, the trost part of it, right. and then like Erin yelling. I don't know. I I think it got really slow in the between. Right. I think the first few episodes, I think was until until they pass their uh, training. I think I found it really good, and yeah. of course the moment where you know and Eren is like, "Oh my God, there's hope now," and I like I told you, I feed off of hope from hope, the characters. Yep. So when he said, "Oh my God, there's hope now," I'm like, "Oh, this is, I think it's gonna go, it's gonna go well from now on." So I was also invested, and then immediately then you have that moment where the Titan just comes up behind him, and that that moment is amazing. Amazing, in terms I, of yeah, I really like that moment. But after that. Yeah, things just go down. It just gets really, really boring for me at least because people just start dying again <laughs> without any reason. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I
1: don't know. Okay, but this is not a complete roast on the show. Uh, you yeah. do have good things to say about the anime, right?
0: Yeah, the anime itself, I think, was directed, produced very well. I, I, I especially like the the, the colour tones that they went with. Yep. Like if you look at like dystopian anime... The it has a very, I mean especially this one has a very beige tone to it and it it really drove home the you know the the the, the angst the dystopia of just living in that world. If yeah. You haven't
1: kept an angst count yet. We're at five. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's a good point. Um, speaking elaborating more on that, uh, like you said, it, uh, it is a dystopian themed anime, which is there are a lot of parts in the anime where there is no hope at all and um but personally i feel like erin's character in season one season two and season three actually um but season two and season three gets a little bit more realistic as a character but season one is major mc vibes and oh my god the he way he just, yells
0: so much he, oh my
1: god. He's just determined to make a change in the world but and i love <laughs> characters like that it's not even funny i by default love characters who are just like i'm going to be brutally stubborn brutally uh, i'm gonna get my way in any way possible and he's so driven by he has a motive right so um the whole dystopian element in this whole anime and speaking on color tones like oak mentioned i like the brown theme i i feel like the contrasting is made for the dystopian anime with the colors
0: especially like i think when they reach the sea right There's so much color into like you know, and I think that's a very good like um, it's so good like you just feel the hope that time
1: I don't know yeah yeah it's a very significant moment in especially I I just
0: want to go on record and say I love the sea moment and it was so heartwarming because they went through so much and them reaching the sea was the highest point of uh, attack on titan for me yeah i kind of literally went downhill from there went I, personally, downhill.
1: I personally felt like that was a very pivotal moment and i really liked like uh, almost people. i feel like
0: it's a different anime from then on. Uh-huh.
1: like there sure. is the sea
0: and then they're like let's forget about everything that happened till now let's do something else <laughs> I, so
1: I in terms of plot lines uh, there were a lot of um, like right. like we said there were a lot of um, each season had its own plot line there were always twists in each season that would make I mean, blow your mind and you'd just be like oh my god there is a there is a wrapper that you have to remove here there's a rapper that you have to remove here and then in season four it's a completely different story you know? it's,
0: it's completely different yeah but i mean listen i think we saw the bertolt and rhino thing coming uh, yeah, from yeah, a long way sure. especially when we realized you annie. know annie yeah when you realize that Annie. Uh, is a traitor I think that's when we knew that that twist but then the way it's handled is so weird for me Mm -hmm. like uh, was it Bertolt or Reyna who straight up goes and tells Erin you know what I'm actually the colossal titan. that is so (laughs) weird for me I don't know how to feel about it in one way it's kind
1: of iconic but the other way what the hell (laughs) I don't know the thing is about the Plot line. Another thing that I found really interesting was uh, Eren finding out that he actually secretly has titan powers, you know. Right. That was a very good, it was a very good plot line for me in my head, you know. The next obvious step for me would be to think, okay, this guy, he's gonna find a way to fight with all the titans and they're starting to invade their little settlement and... For me, honestly, him
0: turning into a titan, I'm like, oh man, because you see, uh, like, little, little people fighting the titans for example even in the fight scenes right i have like zero like interest watching Eren beat the shit out of titan in titan personally i love that like i feel like whatever i guess he's fighting because when you see like actual humans fighting the titans and winning like either mikasa sadly we have only two characters who can actually win which is mikasa uh, Mikasa and and, uh, levi i guess armin also a little bit but he doesn't like you know fight through actual physical fighting he fights through it, that is different. But like when these small guys can stand up to the big titans, I think that is cool for me. Eren is also a Titan, he's fighting against the Titans. So,
1: it's so actually, it levels the playing field for personally, me. Personally the tangent I thought that this would take was that okay, there are little people who are fighting, mm-hmm. sure. But there is extra hope because of Eren also having Titan powers because he naturally we're expecting there to be thousands of Titans out in the world. Hmm. And ty- I mean, Eren can't be the only one who fights all of them this is where you say okay fine humanity's uh, strongest uh, heroes also have this one up with the titans and this guy's gonna figure uh, he's yeah. gonna be an ally to them you know
0: yeah i know that but it kind of makes it less interesting for me i would have preferred at that point at least i would have preferred to see little humans going up against titans right. like just with the like you know the power of wits and technology and like, i thought that would have been a very good story i mean how
1: much technology can you have in a small settlement you know
0: I mean, come on, it's an anime, things can go, like, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) You know, when humans versus vampires, you turn into a vampire. Humans versus uh, ghouls, you turn into a ghoul. Humans versus, uh, like, demons, you turn into the demon. I don't know, that came, that, that was just overdone for me. Like, it's, it's like, it's, every plotline just goes the same way. Understandable. But, like, for me, not only did they have a very canon reason for him to turn into a titan, that was like the main po- po- point yeah, of the Yeah, coming to that though. So I think later. that, they totally subverted my
1: expectations. Yeah, there, definitely. Yeah. as a counterpoint, like, I completely like this entire trope of, okay, in a world of goals, there is a goal who is kind of com- completely different from all the goals, you know. I think yeah. that kind of shows uh, how the MC himself is trying to tackle with the world, as well as who he is as an individual. And now that he's put in a situation where he's forced to, uh, you know, be the thing he hates mm-hmm. how he deals tackles with that whole thing and how he drives the plot line from there so I think it's a very interesting um, back and forth with uh, that and I really personally really enjoy as much as I love Mikasa fighting and Levi fighting Levi fighting being a very prominent uh, favorite mm-hmm. I also love the part where Uh, uh, erin thrashes annie (laughs) that whole animation was just
0: really good different points of view there and for me but one thing i do have to mention was in season one it becomes apparent that you know someone is definitely keeping them within the walls for a reason yep yep and i honestly thought it will take like a very squid game turn where it's like yeah i guess the rich people just wanted the poor people to suffer right. like i honestly thought that would be the reason they oh, come that's up interesting. With. there was a much better reason for that and yeah. like it was a very good reason so yeah. they obviously subverted my expectations there
1: like completely so i have to give props to that yeah mm-hmm. and like you said there are multiple layers where they unveil the plot line itself like yeah. there is a plot line you know that they're hidden inside the walls for a reason mm-hmm. and then they find a way to go out and they see that the the reason that they find is not they come back and season 2 will be about that reason okay mm-hmm. but season 3 gives you a completely different idea as to uh, there is a bigger picture to the big picture
0: yeah, yeah. The, i think the bigger picture to the big picture is i think what makes attack on titan yep because in the beginning, it just seems like this is the plot yep. and you know, when you think about it, it's gonna go one way, yep. but it absolutely just uncovers something way bigger. Yeah, so. that,
1: there's, there's not just like one or two big picture uh, thing. I, there are like five different layers and uh, season four is a completely different yeah. layer. Season four part two. Probably is a completely different layer. Can't
0: say. We can't <laughs> say, you know.
1: <laughs> but let's also not forget that the progression of the story, it it doesn't make it seem odd, right? I can't agree on that honestly. Okay, uh-huh. Because I mean, uh, when
0: they should have been like you know uh, re- conquering Ma- Val Maria, Maria, they they instead they go on. A, completely different tangent with the whole royal family and i'm like doesn't the survey car have like different priorities right now but, but
1: that was essential for the plot it, it
0: was later it's essential for the plot to right, find okay, out huh, so huh. i understand but then the survey car did not know anything about the loyal, royal family or any importance of the royal family true, true. so why did they go off on the tangent for making uh, you know
1: historia the, uh, the the queen that's completely because true. they should be really focusing on what the, the task at hand. Yep. The watchers and manga readers, uh, it felt like a huge break. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, for it, me, it ties together eventually, but it'll be so dreary without uh, when you're watching it without knowing where this is going. Yeah,
0: but, but the thing is, even they don't know. Even the Survey Corps don't know where it's uh, going. Makes sense. So for me, I just felt oh, talking about plot holes, my god. I have a few. I don't know if it's a plot hole, honestly. Like, since you are a an uh, you know, anime watcher, you can fill me in on some of sh-
1: these things. <laughs> Personally, uh, I still feel like manga has more information than the anime, but sure, go on. <laughs> uh,
0: the truth about the Attack Titan, mm-hmm. so as we've seen in season... I'm very specifically referring to uh, season 3, part 2, where, uh, you know, Eren is having this dream mm-hmm. like, right after they go into the basement. Yep. So he's able to... Uh, so, the attack titan is able to see the memories of uh, their predecessor.
1: Yep.
0: Right. And it had the attack titan from the very beginning. Why did he see this memory only after fi- going to Shinganshina? They made this huge thing about going to Shinganshina because the secrets are there. Mm-hmm. But he would have known this if
1: he had he, if seen the memory before, right?
0: There was so, also the
1: element that he had to touch someone with the royalty. In order which happened the... long
0: back, right? Like, right. Which he
1: He touched Dina
0: Fritz. Like uh, yep yep. Uh, so why did he not realize what is there? Like he should have realized the truth about the world. He should have realized the conversation between Aaron Kruger and like everything. He, he was he was supposed to see everything. Grisha saw that in that m- m- moment. Right. Why did they make a huge deal about going to Shingansha? In fact,
1: they didn't even have to go there. Maybe I think uh, this was this is more of a story thing than. A, um, not yeah, whole thing. He was trying to paint the picture. Yeah, before. I know
0: why, like, uh, Hajime Asayama did what he did. Because, obviously, uh, if Erin knew at that point, there's no story to tell.
1: Correct,
0: yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's just prolonging the story, but it, it, there's no reason. Right. Yeah, I don't know. If uh, there's another reason why Erin could not have got these memories before going to the basement, please let me know. Let's talk about the whole Armin versus Erwin a moral dilemma, which pretty much the focus of season three, uh, uh, part two. What do you think of it? It really makes
1: it, it. It brings in the element that in a dystopian world where everything could be go, is going wrong and people are trying to make the right decisions, but naturally they're going to have to make very hard calls at a, a lot of points. Yeah. It, it kind of, it's one of those moments where the moral moral dilemma really comes through. It's driven home. It's one of those decisions like i already mentioned so this whole idea of bringing in a moral dilemma is tastefully handled by sayama and uh, I, I really love the way he approaches it it's not only that you know different perspectives from all the characters in the show but you also understand that uh, you know tough calls need to happen and you can't pick a side but a side will be picked i have to say that the moral dilemma definitely
0: um, it was the highlight I mean it was not just the highlight of season 3 part 2 but then it kind of drove it to being the number 1 spot like it was it's given a very high rating I think because of that okay but I I understand having that moral dilemma as a plot point is really good Hmm. but then I The way it was handled was so weird for me. I don't know. I understand that, you know, Levi is making that decision. And I totally... uh, Eren and uh, Mikasa definitely want Armin to be the one chosen. And Levi even says, Hey, choose Armin now. But then uh, that random guy just comes... Again, I don't know who he is. Is he he seen before that ever?
1: Who are you talking about?
0: The guy who saves Erwin and he gets him to the... I don't know, I'm
1: unable you know, it to recall Yeah, it seems him.
0: like some random person, like a normal dude. Right. Like, you know, who's going to probably die the next episode. <laughs> like, it's a normal dude, he just gets him and then he's like, yeah, change of plans, it's going to be Erwin, which obviously makes sense because he's the commander. And at that point, I, I, understandably, Eren and Mikasa are acting super whatever, but then this random dude goes on, like, has his own opinion about I'm the bringer of devils or something. I'm like, why? Why is that even required? <laughs> I it's so weirdly handled, right? I don't know.
1: If it wasn't clear yet, Oak really loved Erwin. <laughs> There's no, so mean, much passion coming through.
0: <laughs> no, I I have passion with that random guy saying that. Kind of <laughs> that is true. Like he say, I I have decided that I'm the I'm the bringer of devil. Actually, I wanted to kill Erwin, but then I thought I should I should bring devil into the
1: world. So <laughs> what? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> what the hell is that shit? So I think the whole decision-making process—why I thought it was—it made sense was because um, Armin. So Levi himself says this, like uh, Irvin. Though he is the commander, we both we know that Armin's uh, equally a good, smart, witty guy, but uh, who has wits, Sorry, and we also know that Irvin, as a commander, is really pro at doing his job. But Levi assesses this as in the following ways. That Erwin's uh, already fulfilled what he need, wanted to fulfill,
0: yeah. you know.
1: And that this is as far as he wants to go. And it makes sense if he, he, you know, over Armin, who has a lot more that he wants to accomplish. Plus he has the qualities that could, you know, fill some one shoe, if not two shoes, <laughs> of Erwin, you know.
0: No, I no, I totally get it. Like, I am glad they chose Armin because I... Honestly, my favorite character in Attack on Titan is Armin, not Erwin. Oh. But then, well, <laughs> like in the world, imagine like choosing like some uh, kid over your commander. It just doesn't make sense. Which is, uh, I think, that's the whole play on that. Where uh, Levi, uh, like you said, he has to, he he's, he decides that as a friend, I will let him go, which is perfectly handled. But what they should have done from the beginning was. It's Levi's call. All of you just move away. And honestly, like, I honestly, at that point, I wanted Borto to give his opinion. <laughs> like, he's just standing there. It'd be really funny if he's like, I'd rather be killed by all of him. Or something oh like God. that. Like, I really wanted his commentary because the only time he opens his mouth is when he's about to be eaten and he says, Tas I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I, I really wish he'd have said something witty at that point. It'd be really no, no. funny if he did. But... Attack on Titan is not that kind of an anime. Yep. You can't expect JoJo things in a- Attack on a Titan. Of course.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. But let's let's talk about other things other than the plot. We didn't get to season four yet, though season four part one, because there are a couple of things we need to talk about in in terms of. Uh, I love the contrast that uh, Mali and Eldia through to the mm-hmm. through in terms of the how the world works, you know, mm-hmm. in, in real life. There is a Marley, there is an Eldia, and there is a huge war happening between them. Everyone wants to get the better of the other, mm-hmm. and there are, uh, but this is a dystopian take on something that is present in the current world. Mm-hmm. What do you think about this whole thing?
0: i I'll tell you what I really mean. like, <laughs> I, I like the fact that there is no, like the truth is convoluted on both sides, and that that is, that, is true. that that is the way they handle that is really good. Really good because the revolutionary, uh, what is that? Called? Patriots, patriots. They have their own narrative going that you no know, Eldians were actually doing a favor to the world; they weren't killing anyone. And then the Marlians had their own different narrative, and that was really nicely handled. I definitely like that.
1: And considering the, these two are just two nations in the whole world of Attack on Titan. It's yeah. just two nations which determine most of how the fate of the world. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very strange. Don't you see the contrast between... Real r- world? Real world. Like, it's Mali-Eldia, mm-hmm. but the, their war takes the progression that changes the fate of the entire world that isn't Mali and Eldia. That's true, I guess. But honestly, the addition of other nations
0: seemed... A little bit weird to me yeah. like irrelevant <laughs> for me as well because they don't really get much progression yep so i found it a little bit weird but yeah but i see where you're coming from Yep. yeah
1: so yeah that was pretty cool so that's i think that that covers all the plot plotline yeah, related yeah. conversations so yes let's uh Sidebar, I think there were a lot of naked people in this anime, but and I don't know how this was classified into shonen. So. No, but honestly,
0: like, see, it's the way it's drawn. If you see some of the anime which don't even have fan service, but the camera just angles exactly near the boobs, or the angles exactly <laughs> near the crotch region, that's, I think, that is more. You know fan y Then this thing where they don't highlight those features yep. even though they're naked it's not highlighted if the titans had the form of animals just for example mm. and not like humans like a godzilla i don't think it would have had the same horror element mm. of watching a huge uh, human just eat other humans like i think the horror comes from it being so
1: Just humans. It's a very strong parallel with humans. Exactly. Like, I think it's so horrifying to see humans eat humans. Yeah telling you i think all the animators had a ball of a time trying to uh, not so like they had to draw the puny humans correctly like with the dimensions but with titans they could go absolutely crazy <laughs> I don't make them sh- sh- have weird shaped heads weird shaped uh, hands and exactly then, oh my god i think it was a huge shock though that <laughs> every titan was naked
0: and there is a they, they could have handled it with having like, you know, large breasts and making them, like, their figures very curvy and all of that. But I think that happened with Annie, right? I don't think so. Like, I mean, she had a female figure. That's pretty much Her it. Her titan was pretty hot. <laughs> what the hell (laughs) do okay sasha revelations (laughs) number one sasha moment sasha moment that is very sasha like in character sasha oh my god but yeah um but but i don't think it was accentuated more than it should have been but if it if they took that route just because you know it'll probably get in all the fans i think it would not have had the same impact the horror impact that it has now so I'm glad that they kept it as is. Correct. They don't accentuate the body. Yep. Like, more than
1: that is necessary. Yep. It doesn't take away from the story in any way.
0: Exactly. And
1: it's animated beautifully. Yep. Oh, yeah. Hats off, guys. I'm sorry. Hats off to all the animators and the MAPA studios. Which yeah, studio studios, just absolutely. Like, they, they do an amazing job. Yeah. Um, we. Oh, my God. They're so overworked and... I mean, this is this is just an anime that keeps on giving. <laughs> it does. I think, yeah. Coming to openings, right? I think openings are pretty iconic. Oh, openings and closings, the OST in general. I think the first opening, season one, uh, opening one, is the most iconic. Guudan no you um, G-
0: Yeah, I think for me that is the most. Yeah, I, all of the others are kind of exactly like the first one, but then I like the first one the most. Yeah,
1: it stuck with me as well, uh, but. I think each of each season had a very significant uh, I mean very prominent opening and closing so Hats off to that as well. I mean, sound
0: design—it's really good. It's like, really good. They put in
1: the effort. They really did.
0: They—I mean, we have to give them that. It's really good. Yeah.
1: Crunchyroll bloody crashed on the first day that season four part two first episode came out. Like they had five million concurrent viewers. Um, I mean, yeah.
0: It's it's obviously I mean it's huge it's, and yeah. and we're glad it's huge. It's, yep. <laughs> the character designs are so good like the uniforms it becomes so iconic like i feel like everyone just has a a attack on titan the survey car hoodie or something this i I need one (laughs) i don't have one
1: yeah you can't watch the final season without a hoodie or without the merchandise basically
0: yeah you need the merch man the the logos are very
1: very distinctive yep That's true. Uh, Oh, the action element in this uh, anime, uh, aside from the titans fighting each other, Mm -hmm. just the concept of how the humans figured out how they should fight the titans. That's crazy. That's creative in, that's peak creativity. It's like creating Quidditch, you know? How do you think of the rules? How do you think of how things work in a completely new, you know? Which is also what I thought. But then when you think about it,
0: the king of Eldia randomly one day decided to put them through this hell. Ah, oh, yeah. So I'm like, you could have given them all the tools, but then you didn't, which is so weird because he wanted to just live in peace. Live in peace. Right.
1: I also like the, coming back to a little bit of a point here with the Malians and the propaganda that you mentioned previously, uh, I love that there are Eldians who hate who Eldians. Yeah, because that prospect of like, you know, internalized hatred. Yes but there are no
0: malians who hate malians no that's the thing right like internalized hatred comes because of this propaganda that was fed to you
1: yeah but no. given that Eldia was like the more superior race they won the war and everything before mali had the power it's really funny that there will be, uh, yeah, that but malians still ended up having eldians who were fed all this propaganda and you know eventually drives the plot line in some way
0: I don't really know how what the exact state of Mali was before LDR deci- I mean, the king of Eldia decided to go to Paradise, mm-hmm. but I'm sh- I mean, I don't think they would have been prop like they, they would have probably been oppressed,
1: but they probably wouldn't have been fed propaganda. Right. We don't know. Yeah, I think they didn't see the use in Eldians until they found out that Eldians could turn into Titans. You know.
0: That's true. So they kept them. Yeah, and it's kind of messed up, but coming to we both have uh, read the manga yep till the end yep and we know what's coming <laughs> uh what do we say to the people who haven't we don't who don't know the ending yet oh you are in for a treat <laughs> well i think it's going to be controversial but yep. let's see yep there's going to be a lot of
1: discussions there that's for sure be, for sure yep
0: and I think we, we should make one episode after it ends.
1: We'll come back with will, another will. episode after the ending. Yeah. Where it's completely spoiler-filled. <laughs> but <laughs> everyone's caught up. This is your notification to catch up right now. Because <laughs> we're coming back. Yep. That concludes our uh, episode on, the, on Attack on Titan. We really hope you enjoyed this segment. And um, uh,
0: please uh, follow us on social media. Instagram at... The anime
1: cast and Twitter the handle at the anime anime cast one. Thanks for tuning in. See you Until later. Bye. Bye-bye.